Let's start, y'all. Episode 97 of Slam City. Guys, Ray Moore here, Mr. Mech, on a breezy day in New York City. Gorgeous. 68 degrees. Gorgeous day. Perfect fall day. Could be a little cooler, but I, li- I like it. Sunny, bright blue skies. Orange and blue skies. <laughs> Orange and blue skies for life. Shout out to the Knicks. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you're really hyped up about the Knicks now, aren't you? Well, no, I'm happy. First of all, I'm happy the basketball season started. Again that is because true, everybody yeah. Everybody knows I'm avoiding football. Mm-hmm. So I finally have something to watch. I know. And, I know. and MMA comes around. Maybe UFC comes around once in a while. And they got a big fight coming up this week. Yeah, they might watch that. No, I'm totally going to watch that. I want to watch that, probably, just I'm to 100% see. I'm 100% going to watch Khabib versus Connor. I'm totally watching that. Who's the better wrestler out of the both? Khabib. Okay. So they Khabib's have, so absolutely advantage. the better, better wrestler. Connor is 100% the better striker. Usually the better wrestler wins, though, in MMA. Yeah, but you have an advantage, though. I know that. Well, no, not, no, because you If gotta, you don't get strike, I'm saying you, you have an get advantage. get down to the ground first. And you I think he'll find, he'll find a way to do that. Connor is not a bad wrestler. He just never gets taken down because he always punches people's lights out who try. So this is going to be, like, ridiculous. He might, but, he, he might take him but down, though. Khabib is uh, undefeated. That's what I'm saying, yeah. So he might find a way to take him down and make it and make it. And he smashes him out. But the dudes who have rocked Khabib on the feet, Mm -hmm. when they've landed those hits, they've rocked them. And they don't hit as hard as Connor does. They don't hit as hard and they're not as accurate. And Connor's accuracy is ridiculous. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be a great fight. I think whoever does the wrestling, though, might have an advantage. This is my opinion. Usually, MMA, I always find like the wrestlers that have a background in wrestling and just do boxing, they have an advantage in MMA. Because they could grapple and yeah, stuff. Yeah, because grappling is great, but you got also got to know how to finish, which Khabib absolutely does. He knows how to beat people up once he gets them on the ground. Yeah. But Connor is not. Connor is not a slouch. In no, any no. in any aspect, and he hits hard. That left hand will start you mm-hmm. in a minute. He hits hard. Yeah, he hits hard. <laughs> he I know. Put, he put Aldo out with one shot. <laughs> He Damn, starched man. Aldo in seconds in the in the first round. Starched him and took his belt. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be a great it's gonna be a great it's gonna be something to see. They definitely gonna be talking about it on Monday. They'll yeah. be talking about it by Sunday. Yeah, they'll be talking about but that. All the outlets are gonna be talking about it by. Not about by Saturday night. If anything, they'll probably yeah. talk about it. Yeah. See, but they will be on the, the, no. the thing. I'll be talking about it <laughs> Saturday night. Like, I'll, I'll be there for that. And, and the whole card is like a really, really great card. There's a bunch of other good fights happening on that same night. So It's a big weekend in sports, really, because when you have, you know, when you have basketball, baseball, and football all in one, like, like in a good month, basically, and then you have this coming up, too. It's pretty interesting for all sports fans. looking lit, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, a sports, a sports month. Fan, yeah. yeah. I feel bad for the dudes who have, like, not feel bad, but. If you have a wife and kids, yeah, and I they know. demand your attention yeah. this weekend. Like I really feel bad. For I was telling my girl, I was telling my girl because I'm watching Yankees tonight, and he, she got because you're not really in baseball like that. But I'm like, you know, it's just for tonight and everything, and then tomorrow we'll hang on and stuff and all that. Yeah, I'm baseball but, tonight. I'm UFC tomorrow night. <laughs> like you gotta leave me alone, man. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. I don't like. Yeah, and it's funny because. Before we talk about baseball and the breaking news about Marvel, so you know everybody knew that Chris Evans was gonna be gone from um, from Avengers and Marvel and all that stuff. So he kind of tweeted that out. I think like yesterday, saying this is his last thing, his goodbye, whatever. And then they had some title. I don't know if it's true or anything, but it's called Avengers Annihilation. So I don't know what's gonna happen there. Is everybody just gonna die and stuff? Like they're already half of people already are not don't exist anymore. I don't know what's gonna happen that. 
it's gonna be interesting though I feel like if it's that's the title then either they all some of the main characters die or maybe they all just die and come back time travel I don't know how it's gonna happen so it's gonna be interesting I just hope that Christopher doesn't get like beat down or get shot or something in this last movie I don't want to see Captain America die I'd rather see him like retiring yeah and if he decides to just retire then that's one I think that's what they might do probably I don't know retire. you can't kill Chris Evans we think he's actually good, but I think if he says that's the last one, we think he's gonna die. It's a possibility. I hope they change his mind. I hope they offer him enough money to get him to stay. I'm surprised Ronald Jr. didn't say anything like it's his last movie. He probably wants to keep doing it. I mean, here's my thing: you're a part of one of the most successful franchises in yep. history of movies and, and, and all superheroes. History. Yeah. Don't don't start like trying to get out of it just to go do some ultra artistic stuff. Like, chill out. Just ride it out. I, I don't I don't I don't get it, man. Like he's like thirty something. He's not even like fifty. Yeah, like Robert Robert Downey is fifty something. He's still doing it, and he looks great. Yeah. And nobody cares how old he is. He yeah. still passes for a thirty something year old. Mm-hmm. Like no one cares. That's my whole point. If you're doing it and it's going good, and you didn't have this many great breaks before this, like come on, man. I mean you Chadwick Boseman. This is like his biggest break in his career, yeah. and he's staying. Well, he's human, like forty something, and he's still there. You were he's the fun. human torch before this. <clears throat> that is true. And that was a flop movie. That was a terrible movie. They did two of them, but both of those movies, by and large, sucked. The second one was the worst one, though. You're now <laughs> in part. You're now a part of like. A franchise history. legacy history of superheroes of you everything will always be captain america doesn't matter what happens we are always going to see chris evans until you get like super old yeah until you get like robert redford old it's like it's like keanu reeves but everybody knows he's still neo even after he didn't do matrix but even, that, though, even though people are calling him john wick well, because he's He's a badass in that stuff. Yeah. He's like, you know I mean, what you like about John Wick 1 and 2? I mean, the sequel was just as better, maybe better than the first one, in my opinion. But, I mean, that was a good movie, um, John Wick 2 and 1. And they still look at him as that. Same thing with Robert Downey Jr. Like, before that, before he was Iron Man, people look at him like, like a comedian. And he does all these funny movies and stuff. And then I didn't see him to, to be Iron Man. He did a successful job out of it. And same thing with um like the other man actors like Chris Hemsworth. I didn't expect him to be Thor, and he's like a big shot. And he's fantastic. Thor. Yeah, he's in that, yeah, right? he's funny at it and everything. Awesome in this movie. And this is why Avengers: Infinity War will always go down, regardless if they make the fourth one coming out next year. It will always go down. It's probably the biggest movie of of this decade, or probably this generation, or like ever, yeah. to have like all twenty superheroes, whatever, in one movie, and and all this interaction, all this this. CGI, but like all this stuff that's crazy stuff going to space doing all that like this was the biggest movie of all time it felt it take it took 10 years to make to right. make and it was and worth the wait part of it yeah it's like chris come on man <laughs> chill out this is this is from this is from just a little guy in in, in, in queens from queens who lives in brooklyn Chill out, man. He, Chill he, out. he did a little slight against Queens when the Civil War. He's like, hey, where are you e- from? I'm not even Queen, holding that against you. Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm, not, <laughs> oh I'm not even holding that against you because we've had a Brooklyn-Queens rivalry since <laughs> I was born, since before I was born. I'm not even holding that against you. I'm just asking you to chill out, man. Just chill out. Just enjoy the ride. Do other movies in the meantime. That's what I'm saying, too. Just Nothing's going to stop you, but don't don't give up being Captain America. Like, are you mm. kidding? Mm-hmm. It's such a great role. You look so great. You're getting all this money and... You're world famous now, and comic people love you, and they love them. girls are swooning over mm-hmm. you now nonstop. And come on, man, like don't do that. Don't just don't ruin it. Just don't ruin <laughs> it. Because listen, before you were Captain America, 
and you were a struggling actor. You auditioned for this role for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That you, is true. You came to go get this role for a reason. You wanted these opportunities. You wanted the, the chance to go do what you're doing. I hate it when people... I hate to see people start resenting the opportunity that they once, like, coveted. You just take the opportunity and you run with it. Yeah, just keep running. Dude, yeah. just keep running. You've been until working the day, until, it, until it's over, like, officially. like Because eventually, eventually it's going to be over. Yeah, everything that... Everything that starts, stops. Eventually it's going to come to an it's end. It's like make just revelations. Everything has a beginning, has an end. Right. Every, it's just, just like li- that's just life. Just yeah. life itself. Everything has a beginning, has an end. So that's just, just how it enjoy is. it. Don't, don't fast forward to the end. Don't dead it now. Like, I mean... You know what'll really suck if he if he deads it and then his next couple movies are just, are just awful. bad, yeah. Like that would like be bad. Nicholas Cage level awful. <laughs> you mean like the 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 Wicker Man awful? Yeah, like, yeah <laughs> super terrible. Like not even Vin Diesel bad, but like Nick Cage. Bad. Yeah, but Vin Diesel, I think he's going too far with the Fast and Furious movie. To be honest, I think he should stop after the seventh one. That's just my opinion. They're going to ten and then stop. But come on, man! Like it's just what it's just are they at eight now. They're at eight. Yeah, there's only two more. <laughs> Just stop at seven, man. You know, that was a good ending. Like you, know, you retire the, the guy. That's you, it. It's you know over. The problem is they're making too much money. That's the thing too. They just keep doing because they're making a lot of money. Yeah, he, he's making a ton of money. But when Paul Ryan died, I just felt like it was a good way to just end the series there. He could yeah, have, but it made a bunch of money. And then eight. That was the best movie, but by, by and far then the seventh one made a whole bunch of money. Yeah, it did, but it wasn't as good as the seventh one. That's what people are saying, but it made a whole bunch of money. Like, Sanford was still and, probably the best one out of the franchise. And he's the executive producer. That is true. So there's no way he's going to hang up making it. Like, when, by, when number 10, and he's still doing, that's the other thing. He's still doing movies in the meantime. Like Guardians. Like, yeah, he, Guardians he's still, Vin Diesel hasn't stopped that, his career at, at uh, Fast and Furious. It's like uh, um, Bradley Cooper now with this movie, A Star is Born, which got great reviews. Like, this is probably his best performance of an actor. he's still rocking. And he's still rocking, yeah. And Lady so, Gaga, too, probably has best performances of doing this right. as an actress. She can still go make an album when she wants to. Yeah. Like, I just don't understand. This, this, I don't get it. Everybody has an iconic movie, and this is his iconic role. You yeah. know, like, this is, his, this is what he's going to be named for for the rest of his life. Whatever he goes on the streets, they'll say, oh, look, that was Captain America or whatever. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You think Arnold Schwarzenegger, you think of him. Terminator. Terminator, yeah, exactly. Because that was his first of, role. You don't think of twins. You don't think of Conan. You and it's funny because people didn't think he could be a good Terminator because he was a bodybuilder. They didn't think he would, like, move around well, be a good actor and he everything. Didn't he didn't have to did it speak well. Very well. He didn't have to. But the thing is that he was so good at that role. I think that's what they wanted him. They wanted a guy who was just brolic. Who's like a Terminator like thing, and then from that point on, he started doing other movies. He started doing Conan. He started doing, um, what is it? Uh, what was that movie that he did? Oh yeah, he did a uh, Predator. Mm-hmm. Only person, the only person that could kill movies. Predator. No one else can kill Predator. And um, he did uh, other movies like that spy movie with Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, Eraser. Oh, he did Eraser. And you're thinking of True Lies. True Lies, yeah. That was a good movie. It was funny and, and stuff. Twins with Danny DeVito. Yeah, he did a lot. Kindergarten and Cop. Mom. Kindergarten yeah. Cop. Like. Not, not Kindergarten Cop. There was one when he was pregnant. Well, the, oh, and The Running Man. The Running Man, yeah. He did like a lot of movies, yo. And also um, Total Recall. Oh, like, great movie. He did a lot. He did a, he still do, and right now, you know, he stopped doing movies obviously because he's getting older and everything. And yeah, it's just like, you can't stop. You know, you got to keep going. You gotta keep going, and I hope he finds a way to just say, "Oh, I'm gonna come back, maybe or whatever." But maybe this is goodbye. We'll see. But speaking of which, we're talking on topic here. I was a sports show, and we talk about entertainment stuff too on it. But um, the New York Knicks have been interesting the past couple of games. Now, I saw the first game, 
against the Washington Wizards. And I was pretty impressed in the beginning. You know, I saw some stuff from Kevin Knox. I saw some stuff Did from Trey Burke. Yeah, we won overtime apparently because we're the only team oh, yeah. that could ever go overtime preseason. Right. Only the Knicks can go overtime in preseason. <laughs> no one else can. Hey, listen, I'll take it. Because John Wall actually played that game. Yeah, he did. But I don't think Dwight Howard played that game, if I'm not mistaken. Neither did Kristaps Porzingis. Well, he's not going to play anytime soon. We that's, know that. That's my point. Like, we're, we're doing good things without a superstar. It's still hard, though, man. That's just me. <laughs> like, just playing without Porzingis, that Knicks lineup that they have, it's going to be difficult for them to try to score consistently. Or at least have somebody to it go to guy. It doesn't look that way. Doesn't because you have it ISO Trey like apparently. Trey is really getting busy. He scored twenty six points in like the Nets game. Twenty five minutes. Yeah, he's like hooping. Is, is he really this good? This kid because no one saw dude, this coming. Dude, he's like good, good. What you what you see when in person when you saw when he went to the game? Uh, his his shot is. Like just accurate, he takes really, really good shots. So he's six man of the year candidate if fact. he plays like that. Fact, interesting. Fact. And the team galvanizes around him, and he's an energizer off the bench. Like when when everybody was saying they wanted they wanted um they wanted Burke to come off the bench mm-hmm. because they wanted guaranteed scoring. Burke is now allowed to focus on running the court. He's a starting point guard. Yeah, but he he really runs the court. He doesn't look for his own shot. As much as he does distribute, but when it gets a little tight, he can go in there and get a couple buckets and then draw the defense back to him. Um, and everybody, like, they're sharing the ball. They won yeah, that I see game. That, yeah. They won that game, and the two highest scorers of the game were the dude off the bench. Yeah, Trey. And their center, Cantor. Yeah, like, like a 20 20, apparently. Yeah, he was, he was in there like hooping, but he was eating their other center alive. <laughs> Just eating this dude alive. Nah, he just back-to-back. Just whenever he wanted to score, he just went in there and got an easy bucket. Easy bucket, easy bucket, easy bucket. Everybody else is just, like, sharing the ball. They kick, they dish. The, the defense is looking. You know, I, I I can see this coming together. And as they play other teams and make the adjustments going down the line, mm-hmm. I can see them getting more comfortable with each other. That third string unit though almost blew the lead and cost us the game. We were up by ten when they came in and we ended up winning by like five or six. But at one point the game was like down to two points. What do you think of David Fisdale so far though? He's very animated on the court. Mm-hmm. And I mean like he's just like his high five, talking it, very emotional about fouls or whatever and he's scoring. He's a coach. That's why they love him. It's just crazy though. He's doing what he's always done. He's got the defense clicking. I'll give him that. He they defend well. They're defending well. They got a rebound better. That first game against the Wizards didn't rebound at all. No, they're they're, well. they're getting after it in this one. Well, now they had to because that last game, yeah, they were just getting out rebound like crazy. But, but isn't that like a that's a good thing if every time you see a weakness, they you come fix back it. and it yeah they, they come back and it's fixed. I think what I like about Fizzo is that now he's trying to get these Knicks legends involved. In these in this team, he asked Walt Clyde Frazier yeah. to come and talk to. The he asked Patrick coach. Ewing when he was in Washington to come and talk to the players about you know the Knicks culture and everything. I don't think any I don't see any coach ever done that before. Nope, it hasn't happened before now. No, it hasn't happened before now. So I think Fizz that's a good is thing. Really trying to galvanize the city from every angle. Sprewell was on the court the other day. He's trying to get people to understand the Knicks culture and bring it back, I guess. And he's, that's he's, why I want these legends in here. And I I'm loving every second of it, man. Like as a lifelong Knicks fan. When I got into basketball, it was because of the Knicks. What was your memory of the Knicks? And I'll tell you mine. My first memory 
that you still remember to this day? Because I know mine. And I remember wondering what happened to I got into the team when we made that run to go play uh, the Houston Rockets. 94? Yeah. Uh, what, what's, what's, what's the guy's name? Akeem and the dream, right? So when, when they lost, so when they lost, right? Like, uh, you because I was sad. thinking to myself like, "Who's Houston? <laughs> they ain't got nobody. We're gonna be fine." But like, you, they got Hakeem. I didn't, I didn't know. Uh, 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 I uh, had uh, no idea who he was. Yeah, I get, I get. I it. just kind of watched the Knicks, and I fell in love watching the Knicks make that run to the playoffs. They mm-hmm. were just stomping everybody. So I was like, "This is fantastic." And then we got to play in Houston. I was like, I never heard of Houston. Who cares about them? <laughs> like a typical arrogant New Yorker, right? because I didn't hear of them, they mm-hmm. didn't exist. And then we lost to them. And I was like, oh, that sucked. Oh, I had no idea. And then that kind of opened me up to the game of basketball in general because now I wanted to know who these other teams were that we were going to be playing. Mm-hmm. But I was already on the Knicks side. And then we started, like, like everybody else, we were taking L's to the Bulls. And what again the New Yorker in me was just kind of like so it was two things it was one when the the championship run the champion run we made the playoff run we made to go play Houston Mm -hmm. that did it and then after that it was the losses that we took to the Bulls because I was disgusted at New Yorkers wearing Chicago Bulls gear in New York yeah that just it was pretty bad yeah that irked me like you wouldn't believe so interesting what's yours Mine is when Larry Johnson hit that four-point plane. I remember exactly oh, where it was. that was a great moment. I still remember that when it happened to me. Watching it as a family, and I remember the moment when that actually happened, when he got fouled. I still remember the call, too. Oh, Johnson has the ball, and he's going like that, and then it's foul. And then the whole crowd went crazy and everything. Yeah, and, then he, tight, and he was and telling then, everybody to calm down. Yeah, because okay, okay, he okay. the yeah make the shot, and there's a four-point play, and that was it. And people still say think that wasn't that wasn't a foul. I think Jay Rose said that because he was the one who fouled him or something like that. But it was actually a foul because he pulled up as soon as the, the whistle went, he pulled up already and he hit the After three. The foul. And then I remember even the camera angles like they were showing it like from all the way back. The whole crowd was going crazy when he made that shot. Like that was crazy. You can't listen to Jalen Rose. <laughs> Someone who got was sitting there when Kobe dumped eighty one. Or he got Kobe too because he stepped his foot under the. Um, Put his foot under a thing in the finals, and then and then people keep saying he got he generally rose me or something. You know, you, you put somebody's shoe on their foot, you can't do that. You can't. I can't listen. I can't take Jalen Rose seriously about anything, dude. Like, I saw a meme that said, "Smile if Kobe dropped forty on you," and it was a bunch of players from a bunch of different teams smiling, but they were just posing for a picture. Mm-hmm. And then Jalen had like two smiles. They had like two sets like, of teeth. He got dropped by any one, yeah, boy, Kobe. So remember to that day. But, yeah, like, just that moment, like, Knicks, I just hope that they somehow have this culture now because the culture is very important in NBA franchises. You look at Golden State, you look at Houston, although Melo is shooting pretty, like, just, like, 50% from the preseason apparently right now. And Melo's doing They good. got upset with him, I think, on the bench because he took a two. I think he was, like, about to take a three, and he dribbled in and took a two, and the bench was all upset about him doing that. And he was like, my bad. My I know, he's like, my bad. But he's, he's oh my God, yeah. again, it's exactly what I said. Chris Paul... New culture, new Chris Paul is gonna bring the Olympic mellow out. And if we really, really look at it I think he'd be going to state though. He's only had one bad one bad season. He had one bad season and that's when he played with OKC. 
Yeah, it was he pretty bad. He didn't have bad seasons before then, so everybody is quick to be like, oh, he's over, it's washed, he's a rap, blah, 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 Is blah. he, but is, you think that they're the difference, though, to beat Golden State, like Melo's the difference to beat Golden State, because they were close last season, I mean, the postseason last time. This is a different score, well, imagine, imagine this. They can't outscore Golden State, you try no, that, not, and you, not even you that, lose. But, uh, imagine this. As much as as much as Harden was choking, yeah, he choked big time, game. man. Like yeah. he old twenty seven, but he's no, far the old twenty seven, the old twenty seven from three. I still yeah. remember, I still remember the stat. It was old twenty seven that stretch. Imagine like, Melo there. I got Melo chokes too. Said it? No, he doesn't. He, he in the postseason, he's Mello doesn't he choke. has choked in some moments. No, he's he doesn't choke. He, he had three straight turnovers against the Pacers in Game Six. That's a that's a that was a defensive squad. The Pacers what had the A one. Yeah, defense. but he didn't have to pass. He had to actually have such a way he could have scored. But he passed the no, ball instead and got turnover. There was no way to pass to. He passed to Tyson Chandler. He got turnover because the Brandon Tyson didn't expect the pass. So either Who's way, fault is that? The, both of them they were commu- they were communicating. But I'm saying like as the, I'm like saying like. He has moments where he looked good. He had moments where he looked like he wasn't. He couldn't I, deliver. What I what I say in that moment is Chris Paul's the only person who's been clutch. Chris man. Paul is hurt. Chris Paul is out. Mm-hmm. Harden now has to carry all the weight. He starts choking. He's like Melo two point oh in shooting guard. Melo's there. All of a sudden, you don't have to take all the weight, and you might get an open shot because you pass to Melo, and Melo can kick it back out to you. Melo can actually drive to the basket and kick to you. Mm-hmm. So maybe you get an open shot and you don't choke. Maybe because you're not you're not being you don't have Draymond Green all over you. At least not yet. And you don't have Clay Thompson all over you. Like they one of those two has to pick their poison. They they're gotta, gotta, they're gonna they're guard go. Harden and Curry's gonna try to guard Paul and and Melo's gonna get guarded by Green. Who's gonna guard Durant? Oh, you you're not you're not thinking that I'm telling you to. Oh, oh, no, win. no, I mean, I thought, that's what I thought you were going to say, but I'm like... No, but what I'm saying... If they match up, who's going to guard no, Durant? No, you, you asked me, do oh. they have a better chance? Oh. I said, well, yeah, in, in, with, with the scenario last year, it was all the same pieces in place with Except one guy out. They lost Trevor Ariza and Mahmoud. Ma- um, yeah. yeah. But it was all the same pieces in place, and now you have a better, more efficient scorer who's more versatile uh, and a better ISO player. So I won't say efficient, but he's really he's, a volume he's shooter. He's a more efficient scorer, scorer than the person they replaced him with. But it just doesn't fit their style of play. Like, they didn't need that. They're changing their style. To, to, and listen, I hope it works. You I'll have see. an offensive player with an offensive coach. Who they don't like either. either. They they're over that. All right, we'll see. From what I can see, from we what I saw just will now, see. they're over. And I'm not. You, I'm, you don't forget stuff like that, man. I don't even man. know why I'm talking like this. I'm not rooting <laughs> for the Houston. Rockets. I know, but I'm saying like we'll see because you don't forget stuff like that. You think Westbrook forget Durant um, stabbing him in the back? No, not but saying that anything? was that was that was personal on a different level. That was too personal. I just think I was kind of immature, to be honest, just like because he left and, and stuff, and he didn't tell him. Of course he wouldn't tell him because if he told me, he would have been snapping back at Durant. That's why Durant didn't tell him. Durant knows Westbrook. If Durant told Westbrook, hey, listen, man, I'm going to go Golden State, so I'll see you guys later. You think he's, you think Westbrook would have reacted the same way he's reacting right now when he didn't tell him? Like, uh, well, that's probably I why can, Durant didn't tell him. What I can say is you got to you got to take that. You got to man up. Like, yeah, it's a hard thing to tell somebody. You don't necessarily want to have to say it, but if that's what you're doing, you owe him that much. You owe him a conversation. I guess, but he's the other guy on the team, man. You, you that's like just, Kyrie telling LeBron, "I want to be out." 
Except yeah, not telling him in front. He just, he just tells him in the media and or his people. And look what happened to Ky- Kyrie 8 had to eat that. But they're still friends. They're fine. Okay, you but know, it's like, whatever. they're not Westbrook. But Westbrook's yeah. a different kind of dude. Yeah, that's true. Kyrie, they still have their handshakes and stuff. I don't know if they still have it. Westbrook is a different kind of dude. <laughs> like, Westbrook didn't take that cool. Like, word, and you did it like that? Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's not that I disagree with what you're saying. Yeah. It's that we'll never know. Yeah, we will never because know. Durant chose to do it the way he did it. So we'll never know if it could have been a better result because he took, for all intents and purposes, I don't want to call him a coward, not the coward's way out, but he took like the soft way out instead of like confronting and sitting. Hey, listen, man, we need to talk, or even getting him face to face. Hey, listen, I've already made up my mind. I'm doing this. Yeah, maybe that would have been that. the right thing to do. But uh, there's there's sitting down to talk to him face to face, right? Mm-hmm. That's the absolute one hundred percent right thing to do. As soon as you make the decision, you get him what you you talk to him face to face. That's the one hundred percent right thing to do. The fifty percent right thing to do is getting him on the call and telling him, "Hey, look, man, this is what I decided to do." Instead of seeing him face to face, but you do it over the phone. Now their only gripe is you couldn't even see me face to face. You had to do it over the phone. Like that's their only gripe. But at least you did it. The 100% wrong thing to do is the way Kevin Durant did it. <laughs> Maybe he was just tired of Westbrook's bull. You know, that's probably why he didn't say it. I'm not, I'm Look, not justifying I know, it. I know. I'm saying, but I know, I know people, like, I understand. Like, I think we all had that at some point in our life where we kind of backstabbed somebody for a reason. Maybe, maybe we just did it because if we did it man and man, like you said, they would just react the same way if we didn't tell them and stuff like that. Like, I understand that we all have that. And his decision was the same thing. He just felt like uh, if I told him straight up, he would have been the same reaction he had probably before. Or yeah, been, but like, killing you, him. You you don't you don't do it based on the other guy. You do it based on your integrity. Like it's not about what they how they react. It's about what you do. It's your job as not. I don't want to say like it's your job as a man. Yeah. But it, the man thing to do is to go talk to the guy face to face. That is true. I agree with that. And that's what you're that's supposed true. to do. And yeah, however he reacts, he reacts. Yeah. But but he's take it in. You did it the right way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, just I can't, take it in. I yeah. can't I can't not do the right thing because you may react wrong to it. And the fact is, like I said, we'll never know. Westbrook could have been like, well, you know, that's that's really messed up, man. Like I'm and had a chance to talk him out of it, and then they could have talked back and forth and Westbrook went, I'm man, like I have a good one. You know what I mean? He could yeah, maybe yeah. shook his hand and just yeah. been like, all right, man, you you know, I think that's messed up, but, like, uh, I, like, I can't change your mind, so whatever. Like, and maybe he's pissed at him, but maybe he's less pissed at him. Maybe he's pissed at him, but he still respects him. Or maybe he's not so pissed at him because he respects him more than he's mad at him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah. we'll never know because you did it the 100% wrong way. So... Do you think he'll do the same thing in Golden State Durant, though, if he goes to the Knicks or something like that? I doubt it. I doubt it. I, I, I doubt he makes that mistake again. He's won championships with these dudes, and he's given he's given them championships, people could argue. That is true. He's got them rings, so they yeah. kind of owe him more than he owed. Like OKC, he didn't owe OKC anything. No. He didn't know owe He gave anything. his best effort. Yeah. He, he did what he did. He played. He made himself a superstar. He really went ham. It didn't work. He left. Mm-hmm. He didn't owe them anything. Golden State actually owes him, like, you know, a tip of the cap. Like, hey, man, thanks a lot. You know, we appreciate you. We wish you'd stay. 
the finals MVP twice already with them. So yeah, it's like, like go yeah. go if you want to go and have like your undisputed own team, because if he shows up to the Knicks, it's his team now. It's true, but he might go to the Knicks because of the culture. You think the culture that they're building right now and what they're trying to do? You think he want to go to New York? Yeah, yeah. I think Fizdale is a much more popular coach than people um, give him credit for. Yeah, I think him enlisting legendary Knicks players. And the Knicks have a lot of legends just mm-hmm. like walking around. Dudes yeah. who grew up watching basketball admire these guys. Sprewell, Oakley. Well, maybe not Oakley. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, but like, I think Oakley's got to come back, though. Yeah, I think he I does think them and Dolan have this thing that's over now. It's just move on or whatever. Like Starks. Yeah. Doing, like, you're going to watch these guys walk around and maybe get some pointers from them every once and again. And Clyde Frazier is still involved. Like, I think with all these things in line and Fizz creating this environment and a gang of young players who are hooping out of their minds right now. Like, like Trier is really getting busy, and Kristaps hasn't even come back, and Knox is looking promising, and Mitchell is looking dope. Even And he only rolled his ankle, so it's not that serious. He'll be, like, right back. Like, it's very active, and Mitchell. And is, like, getting busy at the center. Yeah, it's very and, active, Mitchell, Robinson. And, and, and uh, you got... You got uh, Burke smacking people's shots out of the sky and and shooting uh, the ball. Nicolatina doing the exact same thing, catching shots. He's off getting the a little bit more board. aggressive now. Getting a little bit more aggressive. You, you see it, right? He's like, getting a little bit more aggressive, it, but I still want more though. Hardaway hasn't even like Hardaway is starting to catch on, and he's passing more. He's still cool. He, he's still cool and hot though. No, but he's, he's like a you, gotta, you had to watch like a lot of the a lot of those defensive plays he was pulling. He defends the pick. So he's playing better, better defensively now. That's yeah. good. Well, that's a good thing because I don't want him to be hot and cold player. I'm thinking tired of that. Not be consistent, it, but he's not going to be the what the, I'm seeing the primary in this lineup guy. is he's not the primary yeah. scorer. Well, he so can't the pressure's be. not there yeah. anymore. Yeah, he can't be the primary scorer anyway. It's better if he's just sharing the ball with everybody, and then when Porzingis comes back, just. They gotta figure out fit him and everything. I don't think that's gonna be a problem. I just hope that that they produce comes back. Just they just gotta play through him and Kevin Knox and other everybody else. That's what I'm worried about. Now Moutier is looking sucky. It really sucks, man. Is Ron Baker good? Because I saw him one game. I thought he was okay, and then he, second he game. He fouls too much. He plays yeah, too much. Yeah, one games. of them's gonna get cut. Yeah, one of them's gonna get cut. I think Who, one of them's gonna get. Yeah, cut? Baker or Moody. Moody's gonna go. Moody's gonna go because Baker Baker puts in supreme the effort. effort. Yeah, and, and Fisdale likes like, that. Yeah, he's diving for balls and and he he makes mistakes that can be corrected. That's true. But he gives Moody you. Moody just seems to make dumb decisions. I think he just doesn't know what to do. He can't even finish at the rim. Like you really can't finish at the rim at all. That's the bad thing about and it. You started off with a word of encouragement from the coach. Remember? Yeah. NBA, we're gonna get to work, man. You're gonna be a hell of a. But yeah, I mean, he lost weight. He looks like he's in shape, but he's still bad. Yeah, he doesn't have a motor. I think the starting line is probably gonna be Trey Burke and Harway and Knox and um, probably Lance Thomas. <laughs> Which I don't. I mean, is he been playing good? I mean, he yeah. played good the first game. Yeah, no, he he defended the crap out of. I still this don't dude. like Lance Thomas, yo. I'm, I'm not a fan. He, he, I think he should go too. It's a new Courtney Lee. You gotta go. Mm. You just gotta go. Kick the salary off and start. I mean, like for who though? Some team that needs a defensive player or something. Yeah, off no. The bench. For who? Who are we getting? I don't care. Oh, about. we get a pick. I don't care. About I'm taking him. a pick back. Okay. Even a second round pick. I don't even care. Just give me a pick. Second round, first round, whatever. Maybe I'll trade Courtney Lee and Lance Thomas for like a pick or something. I don't know. A first round pick? If, if some team's willing to do that, yeah. Who's first round pick? What team? Uh, I don't know which team needs a defensive player and shooting. I feel like a so team like the Lakers. Anthony or Davis Spurs. may be leaving. 
Yeah, I heard about that too. Actually, before we get into that, you know, um, Chris Haynes on Fox Sports One because he got a new job now. I think you know, he used to be with ESPN, but he said that the New York Knicks have a very good chance of landing of luring KD away from the Bay Area. The reason I say that is his business partner. Rich Clement is based in New York, huge New York Knicks fan. Their business is located and based in New York. KD's dad is a big Knicks, Nick New York Knicks fan. It's the same thing that LeBron toured the Los Angeles Lakers, just building the culture and the same thing, same way I think I know KD feels about the Knicks. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting if he actually does come to New York because then you have a little New York and L.A. rivalry too with LeBron think, and Durant. I think it'll be a great idea. The money Durant would make would be insane. Plus, we can afford a max player. I just hope that he win the championship with them because I'll be a major bust if he comes here and doesn't win anything. You win a champion. I keep, I keep, I don't know how many more times well, I gotta say if this. If you win a you championship win a here, here, it's. What would elevate him then if he wins You're the a legend for life. But where does it put him in the rankings though? Of like High. all time. If he wins here. High. He can win like three or Golden State how, and he wins many, one here. How many does he have with Golden State right Two. now? Two. He wins one more with Golden State. Three. He wants to and leave. Then comes over here and, he and wins, wins one. like another one. Yeah. That's four rings. And one of them in New York. Between three teams. Yeah. If you've if you've brought a ring to every team you played for <laughs> after after, <laughs> that's like a, a like a really a really good thing to do if you're a player. Like you just go at any team and just win a title with them, and then you leave to another team. <laughs> like what? you know how many fans will love you for that? Like oh my this oh my, my god, see you later. This would be the ultimate um, test, right? Mm-hmm. Because you already joined the championship team. Mm-hmm. That didn't lose anything to bring you on. Like they didn't take. Well, they lost anything. Harrison Barnes, but they didn't that. lose anything to bring you on. I know what I said. <laughs> you were one hundred percent an upgrade from Harrison Barnes, or in, in every aspect. Obviously, yeah. And if you see, so it could be said that that team was kind of like a cheat code. If you come to New York and you win a chip, there's no cheat code, y'all. You you have to just have been you you grew a great team around you. The only other star player you have is Kristaps Porzingis, right? And, and he'll be back by the time you show up. And maybe Kevin Knox if he blossoms into something special, maybe, hopefully. Uh, well, I'm saying verified on paper right now. Like, Kevin Knox still has to turn into whatever he's going to turn into. We got at least, like, in my opinion, we have, like, maybe two, three years before we see him, you know what I mean? Blossom into something, into, yeah. Yeah. He's good now. Yeah, he's good. He's good now. If he's going to be great, We'll see that over the next year or two with the same coach and the same system and the same coach and the same system and the same players and the same coach and the same system and the same players on some San Antonio wave. Like what what, what they're able to do in San Antonio, yeah. Fizz is able to do that here. Give him time, give him the players, trade these guys for picks, get picks in, younger players. You know what I mean? Now you have a good core and two all-stars with Trayer and Knox and Burke's still doing his thing, and Hardaway still with, and, and this guy and Cantor mm-hmm. from there. So yeah, you know we talk about how Kevin Durant and everything, and then we got these New York Giants and Jets right now. They've just been struggling big time, and I don't know what to say, man. They're, they gotta put some respect on uh, on on Eli's name, man. They're really <laughs> you can't keep crapping on him for having no offensive line. It's you can't treat him as if he's as if you thought you had Cam Newton. Or you thought you had Michael Vick. He's never been a mobile quarterback. Never. You always knew that. So you always knew that you had to get him a line and give him time to throw the ball. He mm-hmm. can't throw it from his back. I don't understand 
anyone in that organization or anyone who's a fan of that team get frustrated with Eli Manning, who's doing what he can do with what he has. But no quarterback is good without a line. Every quarterback in the league right now who does not have a line, the team stinks. Mm -hmm. All of them. Every last one of them. Russell Wilson, as good as he is, stinks because there's no line. Dak Prescott, as good as he was, <laughs> Same thing, yeah. stinks because there's no line. If you can't protect your quarterback, the team's going to suck. Yeah, that's like the same thing with the Jets, too. They have a borderline offensive line, and Darwin's running for his life. He could do so much, and he's getting sacked, too. It would have been the same thing if he got drafted by the Giants. It would have been the same exact yeah, thing. Yeah, like replacing Eli with another dude, and you don't replace the offensive line. It would have been the what's same the, the thing. Eli would have been sacked and hurt for some, for no, for, you know, but Eli's been his most biggest trait probably everybody is that he's very durable yeah, and we Iron get Man that Eli. yeah that's his biggest trait everybody has a big trait every quarterback has something like it. Tom Brady's about will and Drew Brees about accuracy and Eli's about toughness and Rivers is about emotional and Brett Roethlisberger is kind of like in between that stuff just being big yeah <laughs> just because he's big and stuff he could take a hit and still throw it and stuff but yeah like they gotta figure it out both of these teams gotta figure it out because they gotta win this weekend they don't win against Giants facing the Panthers, they don't win that. That season might be over. Same thing with the yeah. Jets. If they don't win at home against the Broncos, the season might be over. So they're both pressure right now. I don't know mm -hmm. who's going to win, but I think whoever wins this game for both one of these New York teams is going to at least have a season alive. Right. And the one who doesn't, season's probably over. Although mm -hmm. the Giants are in the division right now where everybody's struggling, like the Eagles, the the um, Redskins are kind of like in it's between. Kind of the Eagles are struggling. Yeah, Eagles are struggling, but the Super Bowl. Uh, hangover, you know, everybody says that. Yeah. And then you also have um, the Cowboys struggling too. Like, it's like they have a chance to still kind of be part of this division race, but they got to win Sunday. That's all mm -hmm. I'm saying. They got to win against the Panthers to see what happens. Well, I'll be checking the highlights. Yeah, I've definitely got to check that out. Um, definitely check out this Yankee game tonight and this weekend. Hopefully, they do something and they up 2 0 and stuff. Maybe, they, maybe by the time we come back, we talk about the Yankees' advance to the ALCS. We'll see what happens. There's only five games, so they gotta win best two out of best three out of five in that series. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how it's but that's good for today's show guys. You can follow me on more in this ten. I'm over at Mr. Mech. You can see all these shows on SoundCloud and iTunes. See you next week. Peace.